1: The comic books, comic time, writers and artists are on the line. They make a splash as a comic's read, and take us on a trip behind the spread. Watch out for comic book commentary. Uh-huh. Spinning a winning inside, fix how they got a hot idea. Narrative, character, visual tricks, and Bam. onomatopoeia. Uh-huh, it's comic book commentary. Uh, hey everybody! My name is Jeremy Lambert, and I'm Gerard Way, and uh, we're here to talk about Doom Patrol: Way to the World's Issue Four. That's right. Yeah, for
0: yep. DC's Young Animal. We're gonna walk you through it. <laughs> and go through it. Um, I mean, so yeah, you want to start with the cover? Yeah, I or guess. I'll start with let's do the cover. it. Yeah. So we got Gerard Way, Jeremy Lambert, Nick Patara, Tamra Bonvillain. Mm-hmm. You know, no no letterer, though. That's always yeah. my thing is, why can't we get the letterers on the cover? <laughs> but maybe one day. Yeah, and that would be Simon day. Boland. Yes. Is our letterer. Um, and then, you know, we have this amazing cover by Nick Darrington, who was the interior artist on the first two arcs. Um, and, you know, we, we there was a little bit of back and forth about all this extra text on the cover. He really wanted it to look like an old uh, fitness magazine. He obviously pretty much nailed that. Um and then uh, a little back and forth, but some of these really interesting ones I think come from Nick. Like, well, we'll go through them. It's like Flex, I Love Mondays, Follicle Flavor, Muscle Mister He, Pump Up the Memes, Why Why Why. I think that was Nick. Yeah, the Athletic Aesthetic, Headbands Keep the Brains In. I think it was a collaborative. And yeah, Heavy Mentalo, gear of the Beach. Dare to the Abyss. This was all Nick. <laughs> nail of Gothic Lemons, <laughs> post-chicken, JPEG to the head. Yeah, the JPEG to the head is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a very nice cover, uh, and it features Flex and Rita. Yeah. And uh, we're going to open the cover, and we're going to get into it. Yes,
1: indeed. I mean, before we get into it, do you want to dive into... Did you have any... Because... I just remember walking into the office one day at the studio here and you said, uh,
0: you had the, uh, you had the one liner, you had destiny beach. Yeah. I had been saying the words destiny beach for the longest time. I was like, I know what issue, I know it's called destiny beach and I know it's about a beach where flex used to work out. And I always had that idea. Even before Jeremy came on board, I was like, yeah. there's, there's always going to be a destiny beach, uh, issue episode. And when we talked about doing arc three more like episodic, where you could enjoy each one of them, Destiny Beach was always one of those episodes. So we finally get to figure out, Jeremy and I, what Destiny Beach actually is. And Jeremy, you handled a lot of this first page. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it's basically just an introduction to, because we wanted to start off. Sort of in media res, mm-hmm. just really get it going quickly, which has kind of been the case with, with all of the Weight of the Worlds mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. really just jump into the story as soon as possible. Yes. Yeah. Um, which you had, you had said and, and encouraged from the start. So, really, I just took that and, and, and ran with it. But just trying to establish everything as it was in its heyday. Right. And that was the the genesis of this and sort of like Flex's memory and and what destiny beach was and meant to him and that's sort of followed by the the captions that we have too right yeah
0: yeah we did both did some tweaking on what the panels would show and things like that um and then yeah so then uh we get flex here nick patara the artist actually did a lot um he he added a lot to the script. He did changes. He yeah. he moved panels around. Sometimes he would make certain panels bigger. Like this page was pretty much all Nick's doing. Hmm. Um. It was a little different in the script than this. I can't remember what we originally yeah. had, but we had. I, I'm pretty sure it was
1: honestly we had. A, yeah, we had a splash for this one initially. Mm-hmm. Um. But he took that and was able to just. I think especially in the first panel, you, you get a lot of the detritus and trash that's on the beach. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, too far gone at this point. And then he has this wonderful, it's one of like the greatest establishing panels that I've seen. Yeah. With a title and all of the and all of the credits, of course, but it's also so enmeshed in,
0: in the world. Yeah. That it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Nick. This is the first time either of us have worked with Nick, and you could tell he was having so much fun with it, and he would tell us over and over how much fun he had with the script, and that's really awesome when you get everybody gelling together really well on that. Yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, I mean, it's interesting, too, because I think there's one point just in everybody's getup, uh, we we were just brainstorming at some point over here in the studio and came up with the idea that, well... If Flex is telling everybody about Destiny Beach, everybody's going to get damn ready for a day at the beach. day at the so beach, like yeah. Patrol day at the beach.
0: Yeah, because he's hyping this place because up to that. Because he's them. hyping Destiny He's like, beach, oh, yeah. it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And then yeah. somebody gets their beach gear on. They're going to have a day at the beach. And then they get there and it's all messed up. Yeah. You know,
1: Right. Which would explain, you know, Fug with all And Larry, too, as Positive Man with his floaties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Nick put a lot of work into their beach looks. Yes, yes, yeah. And the color is insane.
0: I mean, I love. Yeah, Tamara's colors are. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And I love how muted it is mm-hmm. when you're when you're in the current beach, mm-hmm. which has really lost its luster and it's all screwed up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, exactly. So then we get to this next page. We start to get things moving. I love the his flat page. What would this be? Three, Three panel yeah. one. Like he's got his hands in the soda pop plastic container things, whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, cigarette butts, just gnarly.
1: Yeah, you know, um, all the things you've seen at the beach.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then they would, oh yeah, yeah. We talk about Cliff here on the second panel. Like, wish Cliff were here for this, Casey says. And then Larry says, yeah, why did he stay behind with Mento? Said he needed, then Lucius says, said he needed uh, to work on something. And then Reed is like, more like working on getting upgrades for that new body Keeg built him. Yeah. Cliff has been detached. So the thing about Cliff is, you've read, if you've read the first three issues up to this point, It's been really hard for Cliff, but then ever since he got back in his robot body, he's kind of started to really like detach and he hasn't been depressed or anything, but he's been like really focused on these upgrades. And that's kind of like the big thing running in the background through Way of the Worlds is what's going on with Cliff. And it kind of comes to a head at the end of the series, but so that was important for us to get in there about cliff and his upgrades and then we get to see those on the next page we get to see cliff doing his thing in dannyland
1: yeah which is especially i mean especially coming off of it was issue two that had the dannyland map yes so having described all of those different locations even just giving that to you know an artist like nick who can then, you know, take all of that and run with it. Even just a simple, like, in panel one, this shot is one of the most detailed sort of close-ups of Danny land that oh, we've yeah, seen. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just a simple reveal. Like, it's an over-the-shoulder of, of, you know, a uh,
0: character talking to Cliff. But
1: it has a lot of character, too, because of that.
0: And, you know, like, Cliff on this page, like, he seems like... Just, like, psyched and, like, that it was no big deal that he was human and ended up in a robot body. But, I like, honestly, I think he's kind of in shock. I think mm. he's just, like, oh, I'm a robot again and this makes sense to me, you know? And he's getting these upgrades and he's really excited about those. Yeah. Um, and then we get Mento in his bathrobe because Mento was introduced the previous issue. Um, so that's a little check-in with Cliff and then we get to the next page. Yeah.
1: we're back at the beach. Back at the beach. The ruined boardwalk. Yes. Which honestly was... This was something that you had as well because I wa- I think we were just fleshing out this page and you had very quickly said, there's a hot dog cart. Yes. And
0: <laughs> there's a guy that hasn't been selling hot dogs in a very long time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Named Chet. And we should mention too that Nick Pettara, the artist... He laid out the whole geography, yeah. of destiny beach of the boardwalk, the
1: beach, uh we had thrown a lot of different things at him, like um we had mentioned that there was probably a ferris wheel that was half buried in the in the water, yeah, yeah. um there was all sorts of different uh I mean, like even the, the he has a massive h that's crushed, like it's fallen down from you know destiny beach, almost like a Hollywood sign right right, and yeah. it's fallen down into the boardwalk and crushed a lot of things. But the, the decay and like the slow death of what Destiny Beach, you know, means and meant to a bunch of people is sort of coming across in all those
0: different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, then, yeah, we like to move things quick when Jeremy and I are writing. The way we write is we sit in the same office and we're working on a live document together. <clears throat> and we're communicating verbally, but we're also just working right on the page and because we're working together in a tight space like that, like it allows us to write these scripts rather quickly sometimes. Mm. And it's a very stream of consciousness. There's not a lot of overthinking. Obviously we want everything to make sense. And that's what Andy Curry, the editor is there to help with. Um, but, um, you know, we just try to have as much fun as possible and just really make it like a stream of consciousness. So, um, Yeah, the hot dog guy was just somebody that came up, and I was like, we're just going to deal with hot dogs, and this crazy guy that used to sell them, and and we get to Mm Flax saying, it's Jupiter's gym, and then um, you see his old crew. Yeah, which was a whole – I mean, because it's basically –
1: You're fleshing out another world where Flex spent a great deal of time in this place. He has a crew. He has, you know, basically allies before the Doom Patrol. Yeah. In a way. So, there was a lot of thought that went into both what this crew looks like and who these people are. Yeah. Um, And that's interesting too because in in the script as well... um, it's a bit unorthodox, I suppose, in a way, because we include a lot of uh, references and pictures within yes. the script and like yes. embed them in there. So this page, just as for reference, uh, is is amazing because I think there's probably six photographs of bodybuilders in yes. the script <laughs> doing various different <laughs> doing various poses. Yeah, yeah, which which uh, we sent to Nick just to. To give him some
0: ideas about what might be going on and we should probably mention that jupiter's gym is based on um muscle beach the yeah. actual muscle beach in santa monica yeah venice venice, venice beach, venice or, yeah. beach yeah. yeah um where people have been working out pumping iron for years yeah and you could just go and watch them doing it so this is basically that type of scenario right, right on. and then oh, yeah. which page is this uh, let's see. Three, <laughs> 7. You get this great like montage. Yeah. Of Flex walking through Jupiter's gym talking to his old crew, saying uh-huh. hello and you get a little bit of their personality each one of them as he walks through and and says hello to them and Yeah. It's really, it's a really beautiful page.
1: It is. Yeah, yeah. and it's one of those pages that I think is it seems a bit busy at first, but honestly, it's just one of those things where you get so much information in such a simple move and flow to the page. Yeah. Like there's just, you know, there's so much detail and there's so much, I mean, there's so much attention paid if you just look in all of the different nooks and crannies here of, you know, lovely touches of whey protein, eggs, I magazines, banana peels that are in trash cans. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like there's so much to see and it's he really did a a wonderful job
0: so then uh we get to the next page where you know everybody's really excited he's got his crew there but babyface bernardo has an issue with flex and he tells him that his issue is that flex has abandoned them Mm -hmm. to uh defend the honor of the beach but they keep losing and they don't have flex and uh, Rita gets involved. You know, Rita and Flex in this series become kind of close friends. And yeah, they've been working out together. Flex has been trying to teach her how to gain control of her body through uh, fitness. And uh, you know, so Rita defends him against Babyface Bernardo. And then um, Marvelous Marvin gives us a little backstory about what's been going on since Flex has been gone. And uh, Apparently, Skarg and his crew showed up. We haven't won a flex-off since. And they talk about what happened to the food and what they do for food now, which is they eat these things wandering the beach called Protusks. And yeah. That's how they get their protein. Um, you came up with the name Protusks, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Um, but I definitely wanted them, like, overcoming these mammoth-type fleshy beasts and eating them. Yeah. Yeah. In order to get all their protein, then we have an ad, <laughs> <laughs> which looks like a comic. Yeah. Oh, Skarg! Uh, we get to finally see Skarg on the next page, which yeah. is
1: crazy. I mean, I don't even know if we gave we gave a good bit of description for Skarg, but really, Nick made Skarg his
0: own. Yeah, like, the best way possible. I yes. Think yeah I think the tiniest bit of reference I gave him was rankxerox, right you know, from the yes. old heavy metal magazine, yeah yeah. I was like an alien rankserox with goggled eyes and like stuff like that, yeah and then, but muscles where humans don't yeah muscles <laughs> where humans don't have them, yeah. yeah, and then uh uh, and then Nick really just came up with this guy, yeah Scarg, and his whole crew i we didn't yeah. get any you know our scripts are really pretty i get especially pretty detailed in scripts but i didn't uh <clears throat> i didn't get very detailed about his crew mm-hmm. and and nick just kind of went off with right. his crew and just came up with all these characters um and the way you know when i was writing skarg like his way of speech was like it just came kind of really natural to me mm-hmm. i don't know why that is but he was just easy to write and uh i wanted some of what he was saying to feel like slang and also like alien language so mm. it was but it was you know i had to come up with how he spoke and then and then we get to see the secret spandex well first we get lucius saying he senses a powerful magic at work yeah. which is good uh And then Flex realizes, oh, Skarg is wearing the secret spandex. So then we get into that on the next page. What is the secret spandex? And the secret spandex was something I had always had in my head. You know, I often thought about Grant's Flex Mentale series and how he used them in the Doom Patrol. And I always thought about maybe these other adventures that he had and other objects that he came in contact with. And one of them was the secret spandex. And I thought there was this black spandex that would attach itself to you very much like Venom. Uh, is to spider-man <laughs> and yeah that was part of the joke you know um and uh so on this next page we get a really cool panel that looks like the cover of the secret wars where spider-man gets his black costume yeah 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 you know.
1: which is it's so funny too because it's just like you i'm always wondering who the people are in the background
0: yeah <laughs> yep those are various one one of those guys looks like he has a diamond for a head Yep, which is interesting someone's on some sort of sled <laughs> it's cool yeah it's really cool yeah because Flex you know he did have all these adventures and yep. uh, especially detailed in his mini series that Grant wrote and mm-hmm. Frank quietly drew Um, yes. so then we're building up to like a face off basically yeah that's what it's kind of coming to. We check in with Cliff again. Uh, he gets rid of somebody's uh, near bursting appendix, tosses it over to Mento, gets his space booster upgrades. Yep. Which is very important for this point is that he got his space boosters because he's about ready to take off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then we get to the flex off. Yep, and Then we got members of Scars' crew going up against Flex's crew, and we got Babyface Bernardo first, and, uh, you know, reference-wise for this script, we had to look up various different muscle groupings. Yeah. Uh, you know, to just to write Doom Patrol, I bought um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, big fitness manual. Oh, nice! Yeah, which I rarely cracked open, but I bought it. Oh, just wow. so I could know what I was talking about, yeah. With flex, you know, um, and it rarely came up. Yeah. You know, when flex flexed in the first two arcs, he just flexed. I didn't have to get into it, but just in case I did want to get into it, I had this huge tome written by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> to help me through it. But better. This was something where we looked up. Yeah, what is a leg muscle that could cramp? Yeah. Right. Which is what happens. Which would be debilitating. Yeah. <laughs> and here we go with yes. Ricardo. And because I cannot get rid of any characters. I like, <laughs> I like to say that through the entire entire process of writing Doom Patrol, I had a post-it note on my computer that had every single character I had to manage yeah. for Doom Patrol. And that was there for years. And every time I wrote an issue, I had to reference it. And say, oh, what about this character? You know, yeah. and uh, the only character that got killed off in the first two arcs was Ricardo, <laughs> and we just brought him back. <laughs>
1: so it's funny with that post note because actually I think you gave that to me on my first day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. You slapped it down on on my journal, and it was yep. just like, "This is it. <laughs> These are the
0: characters. Good luck. Good luck managing this circus." <laughs> Um, I and
1: I still have that. That's in my Doom Patrol notebook. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, that is funny how it kind of comes full circle with Ricardo. Cause one of the things that when I came in with Milk Wars, I just, Ricardo and Fug always had this uh, connection. They just seemed like they were, you know, always connected in some way and always together. Mm-hmm. And, there were all these sort of subtle, you know, uh, bits and pieces here and there, especially in, uh, in volume two, nada, um, where, you know, Fug would be wearing Ricardo's visor. Yeah. as his visor now and vice versa, like that sort of thing. So it's just like these little hints to their relationship. So it's always fun to, uh, I think it's what panel one, two, three, four, five. So panel, uh, six here on this page, um, is, the exchanging of the hats again. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of just this this nice moment between the two.
0: You were very interested in that. You were big on the uh, relationship between Fug and Ricardo and yeah. the visor and the hats and all that stuff. And yeah. Obviously, Ricardo's re-emergence is inspired by Gandalf's re-emergence in Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. when he reappeared as Gandalf the White, which is why Ricardo is wearing a white suit and a white hat. And he's this enlightened cabana man now. Cabana man. Yeah. You can do a whole book on the cabana man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So then yeah. Cliff's like, next page, Cliff's like, I'm going to take off. Yeah. That's it. He's got the boosters. I've done all I can. Menta's like, this place looks like a dump. Why don't you help? He's like, nope. They're on vacation. I got a universe to save. Yeah. in better things. And we get a wonderful splash page. Yeah. Here comes Cliff fix it. And then uh, he's going to fix the universe. Think of it back to the Flex-Off, where it's Skarg versus Flex.
1: Yep. Uh, rippling
0: muscles abound. Yeah. And even with Flex's hero halo and how powerful of a flexor he is, yeah. Skarg just has the upper hand because he's got the secret spandex. Yeah. And that's just what it is.
1: Right. And that's the... The secret spandex and it, it sort of comes in to play later on, but is basically attracted to, you know, the most powerful being yes. on, on Destiny Beach. Yes. Um, after proving oneself, that sort of thing. So, it's almost like this weird um, dark trophy. Yes. Yeah. 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 And Flex gets thwumped.
0: <laughs> yep, Scargwins, and then, uh, but then uh, Babyface Bernardo was technically disqualified because of his uh, injury. So then Rita steps up, and she's like, "I'm going to do this." And then Rita proceeds to do something completely amazing. Yeah, which um, Nick drew insanely of her flexing her body in the most. Insane way yeah. I've ever seen. With muscles upon muscles and veins upon veins. Yeah. And just does the ultimate pose. Yeah. You know? Like and Jesus. she does it. It's... Yeah. I mean, that was
1: incredible. When that page came in, I think we were both losing it. Because it's just... It's on such a scale that I don't think even we had, had planned for it. Yeah. It
0: amazing. Yeah. 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 So in the Sands, choose... Rita's the winner. She saves the beach. But then the secret spandex jumps off of Skarg. Yeah, Heads towards Flex. Hits him right in the crotch. Of course it does. Yep. Consuming my leopard trunks. (sighs) We've got to get those off of you, Flex. But they can't. Nope. They cannot get the secret spandex off Flex. So Flex decides... Secret spandex, too strong, must take it far away and use the positive energy which Larry just shot him with. Right. To flex myself into outer space where it can do no harm. And he just takes off in yeah. the outer space. In order to save everybody else.
1: From the secret spandex. From the secret spandex. Yep. Because he would turn into, you know,
0: who knows what. Yep. But yeah, he jets off. He would become, as he said earlier, the anti-flex. Yep. And you don't want to hang out with the anti-flex. No one does. So then they restored the beauty to Destiny Beach. We get this really interesting gag where you get to kind of see Skarg's private parts, but uh, it's covered up by the balloon. Yeah. Uh, but we were very explicit in the script about Skarg's private parts because we thought we could get away with showing them. <laughs> we failed. We failed. <laughs> so. But have, we did what we could. We did. We did our best. They were drawn. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I figured if they were alien sex organs, that it would be okay. Yeah. But I guess it's still maybe a problem.
1: Yeah. So we got a rainbow leading to Skarg's butt. So, I mean, yeah. you
0: know, small victories. Small victories. You you take your wins where you can. <laughs> and then we get a great page of uh, Flex, Flexing in Outer Space. And it's yeah. a hero of the void, which Jeremy came up with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was funny, too, because I was just, like, you know, uh, having somebody in limbo, especially, like, Flex, literally flexing to keep himself alive in outer space. Yeah. That it just made sense to me that it would also mess with his hero halo. Yep. So, having it be
0: hero of the void just sort of switched things over a bit. Yeah. You know, and is this the last we'll see of Flex? I doubt it. Yeah. We've got... Three more issues in this run? Yep. Um, I think we might see Flex again. It's possible. And then we end on a page of Cliff arriving to a new planet where it is really fucked up. Yeah. And people are just in bad shape and the what do they say the crops are dead the yeah. mop bugs World is oh yeah the mop bugs mop bugs the overlords kill us for sport we have no hope and he's like wow this place is screwed up perfect yeah and he's like i'm gonna totally help these people it's a fixer upper it's a fixer upper the ultimate fixer yeah, upper fixer upper for Cliff. and fixer. uh we'll have to see what uh we'll have to see what cliff does on this new planet in the next issue
1: yes indeed yeah And there it is, Destiny Beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was super fun to write. Oh, this is such a joy to write. This issue especially. Because it's just, you know, it's so much more in a lot of ways. But Vacation Gone Wrong is especially given, you know, the Doom Patrol team. Yes. Is it provides so many different opportunities especially for to look into Flex's past.
0: Yes. That was one of the most exciting things for me as a fan of Grants, as a disciple of Grants to be able to go in and say, "Hey, I think maybe Flex had these other adventures" yeah. and be able to conceptualize those and have fun with those and say, "Yeah, there was the secret spandex" and there, you know, just kind of brainstorm what what flex, and I don't even think I've scratched the surface on the adventures that Flex has had. I think. Oh, for sure. I think he's due for another uh, miniseries. Oh, I, I line, think so. You know, no question. And I think Nick Patara might be the person to draw him. So, okay. I mean, there's there's
1: circling back to what we've talked about. I think a lot in in our approach to. Doom Patrol: Way to the Worlds, and something that that started with you was the uh, element of positivity and yes. and sort of wholesomeness, which I think is is see, Flex represents so much of.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're great at writing Flex. That was one of my favorite things about when we we started working together was how you wrote Flex. This mm. is kind of really pure individual, and you really kind of got Flex really well. Um, but yeah, each issue to us of this run was trying to figure out how much positive energy we can stick into each issue. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think it really worked and I know it was fulfilling to write and it was, it's fulfilling to read and it's nice to look back on all this stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah wonderful yeah well thank you everybody so much for
1: listening yeah seriously thank you so much and don't forget to tune in next time for doom patrol way to the
0: world's issue five issue five that is yeah. correct thanks everybody bye-bye thank you Forever.
1: Dog. this has been a forever dog production